You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to renewlifechurch.com. Jinx, you owe me a soda. I heard you do it too. Oh my goodness, that was amazing. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you even do, right? I say we just keep going. Who's with me? Let's, let's do that. Let's keep going. And I just, I'm gonna say this and then I wanna jump right into it this morning because I really, I do feel like, um, I do feel like the Lord has some encounters stored up for us through this word this morning. But I just wanna say what an honor to get to be a part of a body that experiences the radical supernatural power of God like that. Can we just agree? Yeah, come on, let's celebrate one more time. Jesus is King. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, so Lord, right now, Lord, I uh, solidify and seal and partner with, with every word that has been spoken over these lives. We solidify and seal everything that you have done this morning in this time. Addiction is gone. The new man is here. The new woman is here. The old is gone and brand new starts today. And so Lord, today for those that receive freedom, they're listening with fresh ears for the first time. They're seeing with fresh eyes for the first time. And Lord, right now, I just pray for a supernatural grace even in the room that we would respond and receive your words with those same fresh eyes, with those same fresh ears, because as a part of a body, we get to reap the dividends of what you release into an atmosphere. And so right now, Lord, we partner and we cling with what heaven is doing in this room and we say, yes, come on, say yes. We receive it, Lord. It's gonna be a powerful day. I believe it's a day like no other because you made this day. So we will rejoice. We will be glad in it. And Lord, we love you. Love you, love you. And if you agree, say amen. 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 Golly. You gotta stop going, woo because it's making me go, woo I love it. <laughs> this morning, we're gonna talk about purpose. We're going to talk about your purpose. What does it look like to find your purpose? And what does it look like to live inside of your purpose? Whenever I was a kid, um, I was a Tony Hawk's pro skater playing fool on the Nintendo 64. I, I was the greatest you'd ever seen. Um, and, and I had like no cheat codes required. I could, I would, I would crush it. And uh, you know, you remember like the old cartridge games, you had to like blow them out. <laughs> you like pat them and then you shove it in there. I was the greatest you'd ever seen. And whenever I was a boy, I was fully convinced that I was going to be a professional skateboarding, sharp shooting with a rifle, um, quarterback in the NFL. That, this, these were my ambitions. These, don't laugh at me, okay? That's a little rude. But I was confident. When I was a boy, maybe you can, maybe you can, uh, you can echo this sentiment. It was all just so clear. I knew exactly what I was gonna do. The world couldn't stop me if it tried, but it didn't even want to. The world was so overwhelmingly on my side, there was nothing standing in my way, and I was destined to be a sharpshooting, professional skateboarding quarterback in the NFL. As life goes on, I realized I don't exactly have the body type. Uh, let me, let me change that. I have not worked to have the body type. 
that it requires to, to be a quarterback in the NFL. Um, I can never ollie high enough. Um, and I'm decent at a rifle, with a rifle at best. Life has a way of finding you in circumstances that you never saw coming, that you never would have dreamed up for yourself. And maybe you actually wish that things were different. See, the pressure of life has a way of reducing the way we live to simply existence instead of thriving in the purposes that God has given us. So this morning, my hope and my desire is to inspire you and that the power of the Holy Spirit would enable you to dream again. To even, oh, I even feel like even just to feel again that the numbness of this world, the disappointments of this world, the discouragement that you find yourself in sitting here this morning, I believe for some of you, that that would fall off and you would dream again that we would walk into the purpose that the Lord has for us. You see, somewhere early on in every child's life, you've been asked this question, what do you wanna be when you grow up? If you were like me, uh, I wanted to be a uh, professional skateboarding, sharpshooting quarterback in the NFL. Um, I asked my five-year-old son this the other day, and he actually told me, Canyon is his name. Canyon said, I wanna be a dad. Oh. I, I cried. Mika we, Michaela and I, we have this thing. She just looks at me. She goes, you're crying. Like she, she just knows, right? I feel like oftentimes we're asking the wrong questions, not only of our children, but even of ourselves. You see, in a world that demands, identify what you're gonna do, choose a career path in eighth grade, work for it, get educated, go, 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 contribute, contribute, contribute. Here on the other side, the Father is simply beckoning us not to contribute, 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 but to become, become, become. Jesus' ministry didn't start till he was 30 years old. So what business do we have asking our kids, what do you wanna be when you grow up? I just wanna challenge you this morning and welcome you to this place where we understand it's not that contribution is bad. There's a time and place for that. Like God gave Adam a job in the Garden of Eve, Eden, Eve, Eden, in the Garden of Eden. He gave him a job. It's not that having a job, having a vocation is bad, but it in fact is not our purpose. It is not our purpose. You've actually got layers of identity inside of you dreams and goals that maybe you haven't thought about in years, decades even, that the Father is wanting to resurface and call you forward into your purpose. Purpose is defined as the reason for which something is done or created or the reason for which something exists. That's a loaded definition. If you've ever wondered, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? It can be a daunting question to ask yourself. And so this morning, what I wanna do is I wanna just take a, take a look at three simple things that will help you, one, identify your purpose and then also live in your purpose. Somebody say, I have a purpose. I have a destiny. Let's read. John chapter six, we're gonna read verse 60 through 90. 
This is right after a moment where Jesus, uh, Kyle spoke about this a little bit ago, but this is where Jesus has just instructed a multitude of people to eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. And this is where we pick up in the story starting in verse 60. Many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining. So he said to them, does this offend you? Then what do you, what do you think? Then what will you think if you see the son of man ascend to heaven again? The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of you do not believe me for Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe and he knew who would betray him. Verse 65, then he said to them, this is why I said that people can't come to me unless the father gives them to me. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, are you also going to leave? Listen to this response from Peter. Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. I feel like this small excerpt from John chapter six gives us very clear visibility into the great cost of being a true disciple of Jesus. And so I wanna take some excerpts from this and discuss a few things. The first one is your purpose will stretch you. It was very hard to live in proximity with Jesus and not be stretched, not be stretched on a regular basis. I mean, put yourself in the, in the, in the shoes of the disciples. You see, we have the luxury of, of, of reading in 2023 what happened with the disciples alongside Jesus. They're living it like firsthand. They're living, they're breathing, they're sleeping with, they're engaging in day-to-day life with Jesus Christ, experiencing it in real time. Put yourself in those shoes. Walks into the wedding feast, they run out of wine. His mom says, go make some more wine. He said, it's not my time yet. She says, I'm your mama, do what I say. So, <laughs> so he goes and he makes more wine. Can you imagine being a disciple in that moment? Imagine being a disciple, being a follower of Jesus. Whenever he walks into the temple, he sees that it's turned into a den of thieves and he just starts like flipping tables and screaming at people and calling them devils. And I could just like, I could see the disciples in the back like, we're, mm-hmm, we're with him. We're, yep, we're with him. We chose this, yep. There's, that's one way to handle that, Jesus. <laughs> being with Jesus is stretching in nature. I propose to you it's no different in 2023. You see, just like they experienced this firsthand, we now are privileged to experience this firsthand as well. Are you waking up with a hunger saying, Jesus, what are we gonna do today? Father, where are we gonna go today? What are you gonna say through me today? Who am I gonna impact today that needs a hug? Who am I gonna impact today that needs deliverance? That same freedom that I received up here in the front row that one Sunday at Renew Life Church, who am I gonna encounter today that needs to see that and feel that? And my answer is yes. Your purpose will stretch you. Let me read verse 61 one more time. It says, Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining. So he said to them, does this offend you? Verse 62. Then what will you think if you see the son of man ascend to heaven again? In other words, what he's telling his disciples is, is if you think that was hard, you ain't seen nothing yet. 
If you think that was difficult, just wait till you see what I do next. You see, that can do one of two things and maybe a bit of both. It could inspire this fear of like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Or it could inspire this blessed hope and assurance that I get to step into this, not as a spectator, but as a partner and a co-heir, a co-heir and co-laborer with Christ who is going to walk with me every single step of the way. If you think this season is stretching you, if you consent to the stretching and to the growing and to the expansion, even though it's painful, let me just promise you something. On the tail end of that growing and stretching, there's more growing and stretching. Welcome to the kingdom, everybody. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Generally, when things get tough, when we feel stretched, when we're making space and making room and we're adapting, one of two questions is, is gonna arise. When things get hard, one of the questions that could arise is, oh crap, what did I do? <laughs> Why this, I was good and now it's not good. What did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong? What did I miss? What did I say? What should I have done? Should I not have taken that job? Should I not have said that thing? Should I not have entered into a relationship with this person? Did I make a terrible mistake? What have I done? The second question that could come up, and this is the one that the Lord is calling us up and into, is Lord, in this season, what are you doing in me and through me? And my answer is yes. You see, there is no way short of consenting to the stretching and growing and making room that you will live in your God-given purpose and identity. Get extremely comfortable with the uncomfortable is what the Lord is telling these people. If you only knew how radically, if we could only grasp how radically for us he is, we are co-heirs with Christ. We don't have to take shame on immediately when things get hard and say, what did I do? Where did I go wrong? No, 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 no. You are a co-heir with Christ, loved by a living God, a son and daughter. Ask the right question. What are we doing today, Lord? Your purpose will stretch you. Your purpose is also in the people that you encounter. As Jesus traveled throughout Galilee, Judea, Samaria, all throughout the land on his ministry. Oftentimes his experiences were guided by compassion on a region or compassion on a person. Our call, our purpose is the people that we serve. How many times do we read in the New Testament where Jesus was in one place and somebody rushes up to him and they say, Lord, Lord, you've got to come heal my son. If you come and you touch him, he'll be whole. Or Lord, Lord, you've got to come to, to my area. These people need to see what you are doing. They need to taste and see what we know. And that is that the Lord is good. And how many times do we see Jesus, King Jesus respond to that with compassion and then take action on that compassion? You see, Jesus understood in the lifetime of his ministry and he's calling us into it today that our purpose is the people that we are in proximity with. And it's challenging, man. People are just the worst sometimes. Ask the right questions. Lord, what are you doing? Not, Lord, what did I do to deserve this? Lord, when am I gonna get to move on from this place? Lord, when are you gonna release me from this burden? 
Like, it's, Lord, what are you, what are, okay. If I believe this, if I believe that I am led by you, I am being led by you and your Holy Spirit, and I have found myself here, then what I choose to do is plant my feet, say yes again, say yes again, and say yes again, even when it gets hard, even when the people are difficult, even when it seems like they're not listening, even when it seems like I'm invisible in the room, I choose to say yes again and again and again. Why? Because the people that you have been placed in proximity with are worth it, just like you are. Your purpose is in the people that you are surrounded by. I've heard it said this way, find your people, find your purpose. Sometimes we choose that. Other times, not so much, but the principle is the same. You see, this is the great uniter, the great uniter. It doesn't matter if you're oil and gas, it doesn't matter if it's a home boutique, it doesn't matter if you're self-employed. It doesn't matter if you're an educator. The great uniter is this. When we are all living in our purpose, we're all consenting and giving the same yes to people. Your purpose revolves around the people that you are called to serve. His plan for your life is too grand and it's, it's, it's too amazing to be forfeited for just settling. I'll just endure this season, Lord. I'll just take up my cross daily and I'll just, I'll just endure it until he changes it. I challenge you, understand this, where you are because God is good and he is ordaining your steps. It's actually the purpose that you're supposed to feel today. You see, if we're not careful, what we do is we get on the slippery slope of feeling like our purpose is upon arrival at the next destination. Well, once I get rid of this sin issue, then I can enter into this purpose. Or once I get that next promotion and I've got more people under my authority, then I can enter into my purpose. Maybe you've even got a prophetic word about something that's supposed to happen in your life and it's going to happen in your life by faith, but you don't see it yet. So instead of living in purpose today in the process of becoming, 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 we yearn for that promotion. We yearn for the destination because it's at that point we could step into our purpose. It's not so. What I'm learning more and more and more is that I just need him more and more and more. Every step of the way, with every stretch, with every expansion, with every yes, with every difficult person, I'm fulfilling my purpose on this earth. Your purpose is in the people that you encounter. Your purpose will also require an absolute yes, an absolute yes. I don't know if anyone can resonate with this. I hope so. I'm gonna kind of step out on a limb here. I love watching people get hurt on Instagram, like fail videos. <clears throat> Does anybody else watch fail videos? Okay, let's see. Cody didn't raise his hand, but he did in the first service. I promise our pastor watches the same. Okay, there he is. He's, I needed that vote of confidence. Um, but generally what happens in these fail videos is this, this person is 100% convinced that whatever they are about to do, they can do it. Like, I, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm doing it. Until there, there's always this moment, right? Where it's like, they're on the brink of doing the thing. And then there's this question of like, oh, maybe, I don't know. And then there's no time to recover. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. I, lo- I love, I, it's so funny watching these things. But I, I believe that it's the same way in our faith. It's the same way in walking in our purpose. It requires an absolute yes. An absolute yes. Full send, no reserves. My answer is 100% unswervingly yes. Lord, what are we doing today? Lord, what do you wanna say today? Where are we gonna go today? What position am I to hold today? My answer is yes. It's a difficult thing to do, but I promise you that resounding yes is way better than living on the fence. See, I've done this before, as many of you probably have, where you say yes. In other words, you make God a priority, but then you live like he's an option. You give him your absolute yes. Yes, God, I'll do it 100%. Whatever you say, I will absolutely do it. Go to Africa. I I was, uh, you see what happened was, Yes, Lord, I promise I'll do it. I'll be, a, I'll be a better man. I'm gonna put the pen down at five and I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna spend the money on the vacation and we're gonna, I'm gonna be a family man. Yeah, hey, we wanna give you this big promotion at work, but it means that you're gonna have to give everything that you have, all the time that you have into this kingdom instead of pouring into your kingdom. A yes is a Yes. And as the kingdom advances, as it is, the Father is calling us into this process. Become son, become daughter, become family. Scripture talks about being lukewarm. They're neither hot nor are they cold, so I will spit them out of my mouth, Scripture says. If you're gonna say yes, Buckle up. Mm -hmm. But it's so worth it. The cost is great. I won't even lie. The cost of a yes to Jesus is extremely great. It's extremely high. But I guarantee you that the cost of not is higher. It's way higher. See, I'm looking for Brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, sons, daughters who were willing to be a part of sustained revival of bringing kingdom to earth. And what that actually looks like is it goes beyond these walls where we have these amazing encounters. Please, I'm not downplaying the amazing encounters that we have with the Lord, but they mean nothing if we don't carry them into our daily lives. You wanna see sustained revival? Be a good dad. You wanna see sustained revival? Be a good employee. This is what it looks like. This is kingdom. It's the everyday, the mundane, the repetition, the 5 a.m. prayer call, the 5 a.m. prayer call, the 5 a.m. prayer call, waking up to get before the Lord and say, my family needs you. Every hour, every moment, every second, it needs you. The Lord is calling us up into this place of purpose and destiny. And my question is, is who's coming with me? That's the question, because we need it. The kingdom needs what you carry. Those dreams, those gifts, those abilities, those things that you used to know so deeply, 
The world couldn't stop you even if it wanted to. This zeal, this tenacity, this fire in your belly that said, I'm gonna do it. The Lord is calling us back to that place. And I say to you, you have what it takes. That person is still inside of you. I feel like I wrote this in my notes and I didn't say it in the first service, but I feel like in this room even now, there's many of you who feel like you are standing on the edge. I see like cliff diving. You've got a 75 foot drop into the unknown water. This is the point of no return. There comes this moment where you leap there's no more prayers. There's no more, there's no more, I wonder if it's gonna work. Hey, you go first, see if you break your ankle. There's no, more, there's no more games. You're standing at it, you're staring it in the face and it's just you and your purpose. It's the point of no return. Maybe you know exactly what that is. Maybe you have an assignment that's been given you by the Lord and you've known it since you were a kid. Maybe you have no idea what it is but there's this like rumbling in your stomach and you're like, I wanna do it. I don't know what it is, but I'm like, if you're, if you're in, I'm in. If you're in, I'm in. Let me read this to you one time. Verse 67 says, then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, are you also going to leave? And Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. So as you stand on this edge, it's gonna cost a lot. It's gonna be a lot of hard conversations. I know. Well, I don't know what the outcome is gonna be and what if it fails? I, I know, I know. It's time to redefine what failure is. You see, if I'm wrapped up in my agendas and my tasks and my business assignments, then when I fail, it hits hard because that's what it was about. But if my purpose is the people that I am called to, then when I drop balls or when people don't believe in me or when people say I don't have what it takes or I don't get the promotion or I'm still stuck in this stinking season with these stinking people and I don't know what to do. It's wherever you find yourself, if I redefine what failure is, I can't fail. If I'm loving the people in my sphere, if I'm loving the Lord God and saying, I will stay here in this place of yes, humbly submitted before you until you tell me what to do next, you can't lose. So as you stand on the edge, I wanna welcome you to this place. I will promise you it's worth it. I will promise you it's worth it. I've teetered on the edge. I've lived both lives. I've done the two-faced thing. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Every tough conversation, every job transition, <laughs> every it's just worth it. He'll meet you there. I wanna talk about the response. What happens whenever we are a people set on fire with purpose? What happens when you're in your lane running fast by the purpose of the Lord? I'm in my lane running fast by the purpose of the Lord and you're in your lane running fast by the purpose of the Lord. What happens is it pleases the Lord. And isn't that what this is all about? Isn't he worthy? of burning for the world around you? Isn't he worthy of the absolute yes that costs you everything that makes you look like a fool? 
Isn't he worth it? He is. Psalm chapter 139, verse 13 through 18 says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Yeah, just close your eyes with me, will you? I want you to hear this and don't just hear it. I want this to soak in. Come on, let it settle. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you're still with me. You're still with me. You're still with me. Yeah, he's still with you. For those of you that feel like you've slipped too far, he's still with you. For those of you that have said yes to this call and you failed, he's still with you. He's still with you. I got this image. <laughs> this, this is where this, really this revelation started for me was in this moment <clears throat> where I was just in, in prayer with the Lord and talking with him. And I was, I was contemplating and meditating on creation. Like this passage right here in Psalms, is, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know why it's beautiful? Because it's about you. It's about you, sons and daughters. And I, as I was contemplating creation, I got this image in my head that I wanna show you real quick. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why the Lord talks to me like this. <sighs> it's like, but just like, look at this. This is Joe Rogan, so funny. But this is during a UFC fight. I think it was, fight, uh, anyway, it's during a UFC fight and something crazy had happened. And they're like, oh! But what, the reason I saw this is because I saw the angelic courts. I saw all of heaven as Jesus and God were building you, fabricating you in the darkness of your mother's womb, knitting you together in this grand and majestic way, crafting you creatively. What I saw was the angels freaking out like, oh my, oh my gosh, you did it. This is perfect. This, this person that you're making, this person that you fabricated, they're gonna be the best dad, the only dad who could raise those kids. Oh my gosh, she's gonna be amazing. She's gonna carry the weight that 10 people could carry, but she's gonna do it with grace and poise. Are you kidding me, God? Look what you've done. This, this is how heaven views you. This is how heaven sees you. And it's critical that we understand you're not too far gone. You're not too far gone. There is a purpose inside of your life. There is a destiny inside of your life that the Father is just asking you to ask the right questions and to engage in the right process. And that process is not execute, execute, execute. 
It's become. Come on, son, just become. Yeah, come on, daughter, just take one step this way. Come on, just become with me. Yeah, just one more yes. I'll be with you, come on, yeah. Well done. Hey, take my hand on this one. This one's hard. I know breakups are hard. That's, just hold my hand. We, we can do this together. Yeah, I know, I know that difficult conversation that you've needed to have for years that you've refused to. Hey, 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 we're good. No shame. Just hold my hand. We'll do it together. Come on. Yeah. Just become something with me. Yeah, just become. At the end of the day, considering all these things, what it really comes down to is this. Finding your purpose is following Jesus. That's it. It's always been Jesus. It will always be Jesus. Yeah. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity Thank you for the opportunity, God, to uh, dwell, to stay and just savor in this sacred space. Yeah, just stay with me. Yeah, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you reveal those dreams? Reveal that purpose, those things that are locked up inside of them that haven't been thought about in years. And for those that wonder if they've ever even had a dream, I don't know. Lord, would you meet them in that place too? I speak purpose, I speak life. Yeah, would you stir that up, Holy Spirit? Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to renewlifechurch.com. 